I'm R.A. Schwartz. And I'm Rachel Gallagher. And welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. The Connecticut Sun refused to let it set. After a commanding win in Game 3 over the Las Vegas Aces, this series is now led by Vegas 2-1, but Connecticut has forced a second game at home in a Game 4 of the series. Let's dive in. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider that's patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing steps written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com if you want to get tickets for any event but specifically the WNBA game four maybe you want to go it's in connecticut thanks to our sponsor tick pick you don't have to worry the original no-fee ticketing site and official ticketing partner of the WNBA defending champion Chicago Sky. Use the link tickpick.com backslash windsider. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com backslash windsider for all your upcoming ticket purchases for the WNBA or any other sporting or concert event. We're back at the Windsider show. Connecticut's son have forced another game of these playoffs. They said, we're not getting swept. We're showing up in, t- in front of our hometown crowd. Big shout out to the four ladies sitting courtside uh, with the pom-poms who were honestly leading the crowd throughout the whole game. Bottom left of the screen, if you rewatch the game, definitely worth it. Um, entertaining ladies, really having a good time. Shout out to the Connecticut fan base because the place was rocking. Like, I saw, a, I heard, I saw a lot of people Putting, putting their takes out there. It was some hot takes, as it were, saying, you know, doesn't matter. They're like, they're going to lose because Connecticut doesn't show up for a weekday evening game like that. They don't sh- like they show up for midday games better and this, this and that. Connecticut showed up and showed out a dominant win, um, almost a 30 point win at, at certain points. I mean, key, before we get into key thoughts, key, key aspects, whatever, just like Gut reaction, Rachel. I know you called Connecticut to win, but if I remember, I was listening to the uh, Just Women's Sports um, uh, spaces before game two, and you made a comment that you saw the Aces either winning by 30 or losing by three. Um, did you see Connecticut winning game three by 30, basically? Here's the thing. I think like a blowout is hard-pressed. Like Becky Hammond called, called, you know, pulled, pulled her, her horses really early on you know I mean the start of the fourth this was still very much a game so it's halfway not into the fourth it was still it, it was I mean sorry go I know I mean I just feel like you know we, we get into the the third quarter and Las Vegas ends up winning that quarter 27 24 um you know it was just a for a while there it felt like it was around a two or three four possession game um just enough where Vegas was in that striking distance if they could find a way uh, to go on a really quick run. We know this team can score a lot of points. They can score it really fast. So it was never fully a comfortable lead, in my opinion, for Connecticut. However, you know, I really got to give credit to the Sun and 
just how steady they were. You know, anytime Vegas would try and get some momentum and, and go on a little bit of run, there was a response from Connecticut, and we haven't necessarily been able to see that so far in the series. And so, you know, like it being a blowout and those things, like I, I don't think I don't consider this game a blowout, and that's not a knock on Connecticut. It's just Hammond knew, like she could just tell by the flow of this game, Connecticut was in control. They were in control pretty much from the jump. You know, that thirty-four to nineteen first quarter start. Um, you know, I mean, we talk about this team with their backs against the wall. They're like, oh, back against the wall. They had to win this game. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, you know, they're, they're 4-0 in elimination games. I think that speaks volumes. Um, I wish there was that same sense of urgency in game two in Las Vegas, because that's when I also thought their backs were against the wall. But I guess at the end of the day, it wasn't an elimination game. So um, really good to see Connecticut, you know, offensively clicking um, to have a lot of their weapons doing what they do, Dewana Bonner, you know, finally being able to look like herself and see the ball go through the net. I mean, that was the biggest difference in the game, along with establishing John Claude Jones on the interior. I mean, the points in the paint were the story of this game, in my opinion. Um, unbelievably dominant. I think it was, what, 64, 66, something along those lines, but just dominating the paint. I mean, it was just good to see Connecticut do what they do. It was good to see them respond. This team has always found a way – and I like the quote that Kurt Miller said. He's like, you know, we're, we're going to make Las Vegas beat us. You know, we're not going to go away. We're not just going to sit here and, you know, peter out the rest of the season. We're going to make them earn this thing if, if they're going to go after it. So I thought it was a really great game, a really great performance, a complete performance. And it shows, it reminded us what Connecticut can do because, you know, that game too was so disheartening. So disheartening. Uh, it was such a letdown, I think for the Connecticut fan base, for the talking heads of the W, because look, like we know that Connecticut is, is fully, fully capable of, of having those types of games where they just completely disappear. We haven't seen it in so long. This WNBA finals is nothing that you want to see, right? Like we want a, we want a barn burn. No, is a barn burner a blowout or a close game? We want a close game. We want close games. We want competitive games, even if it's a Connecticut competitive game where it's, you know, 65-55 or, you know, 73-69, whatever it is. Like, we joke about it on the playback. Shout out to playback. Uh, We're doing these fun streams. They're watch parties. They're great to watch. The link is getplayback.com backslash room backslash windsider. Getplayback.com backslash room backslash windsider. It's free to download it. or Sorry, you don't download. It's free to join. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We just did. Actually, I should give a shout out. Last night, uh, we did a playback. It was sponsored by Homage, the t-shirt company. Um, we'll drop the link uh, in the show notes for this episode. But they did a really cool giveaway. They leaked to us. I can't tell you what the design is, but they leaked to us. Um, they have already designed for Connecticut and Vegas. Whoever wins, wins. Um, they've leaked designs of their championship jer- shirts sweatshirts stuff like that first of all they have the coolest uh softest shirts in the game i haven't had their sweatshirts yet but supposedly equally soft um but they leaked us the design they did they sponsored our playback last night they did a giveaway we did a prediction thing we like doing fun stuff like that give back to the community um shout out to the the person who won it it was funny we had 206 applications um for this and rachel was one of two people who picked connecticut to win last night can you imagine that can you imagine that? And here's the funny thing. It's really um, our bias showing. 
Yeah, right. I, I, clearly, our Connecticut bias is showing. Um, shout out to that uh, troll account. Um, really interesting. Of all those people, two people picked Connecticut to win. And both of you picked uh, Vegas players to be the leading scorers of the game. And both of you picked Connecticut to win by four. So I thought I just thought that was super interesting. Uh, the the other person ends up winning, blanking on their name right now. I'll pull it up. Um, but they won because uh, they had Asia Wilson scoring more points than Kelsey Plum. So shout out to uh, who was it? Uh, Michael Torres, who's the big winner the other night. But I I want to give myself and Matt uh, Matt Cohen, uh, one side writer, has been doing amazing work on the playbacks. Um, he's come on the podcast before. He's been doing amazing writing articles. I love listening to Matt. I learn from him every um, time he talks. I, I love having him on the playbacks because it's always really fun because you and him can like, he always wants to talk X's and O's and like know. he notices the slight variations and the differences that are going on. Um, you can play that game much better than I can. I, I'm, if you don't know this, I'm not an elite basketball mind. I need to like rewatch the games. Like I, I, my, I think my eye test is pretty good. Um, but then I rewatch the games and can, you know, expand and exfoliate my thoughts a little bit more. Um, but Matt and you just like next level intelligent basketball conversations that I love. Um, so I, I love the dynamic of having all of us up there because we all do a little bit different stuff, but, um, shout out to Matt, Matt and I like going into the series, we were chatting about, you know, what could Connecticut do to really disrupt Vegas and, I think a lot of people almost going into the series said, you know what? Connecticut's a great defensive team, but they're not going to be able to match up to the guards. And Chelsea Gray is doing amazing things. There's nothing they can do to stop her. They just have to hope that they win some other way. You know, like you look at the the Seattle series and yet some of those games were close, um, even though Chelsea Gray was doing, you know, high level, heroic, legendary stuff. Um, Matt and I looking at it, talking about it, I, I I think there's a text between you and I to confirm this, so I'm not making this up. Um, Matt and I were like, well, Dewana Bonner on Chelsea Gray has to be the adjustment. Historically, when they play, Bonner covers Jackie Young. Um, I think when you look at the way that this offense, this offense rolls, there's three key players. It's Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray, and Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson controls and dominates and picks up the slack for Kia Stokes. Controls and dominates the paint, um, doing everything they need offensive and defensively. Chelsea Gray kind of orchestrates, but Kelsey Plum also orchestrates. And I feel like during the playoffs, what we've seen is when Kelsey Plum is cold, Chelsea Gray is good enough to lift the team. Um, And then, you know, Jackie Young will step up. Maybe Kelsey Plum will step up. But at the end of the day, like the thing that they needed to focus on, they have the tools to disrupt and annoy Asia. Obviously, you're only going to do so much. She's the MVP. She's, you know, one of two of the best players in the world right now. You can argue whether one or two, but disrupt Chelsea Gray, find a way to get in her face, use some length, some size. Duana Bonner is the one for that. And Duana Bonner last night, that was, that was the adjustment, at least, you know, based on my five minutes of rewatching the game on two times speed. And when we watched the game, that was such a big adjustment. And I'm curious for you, like it felt like to me, and I said this on our post game show on playback, but re, you know, thinking about it more, I completely agree. It felt like to me Bonner got so hyped up by her impactful defense that it kind of facilitated her to be more of an offensive threat and and the shots were falling. 
Well, I think that's just Connecticut in a nutshell as well. I mean, their ability to, it was like in the first quarter and I was able to actually see, you know, we were able to see Connecticut like getting in passing lanes and getting out and and getting deflections out in the open court. You know, Vegas was throwing a lot of diagonal um, cross-court passes and things like that that I think. No, you were ripping them for that during the stream. Well, 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 Connecticut was able to pick them apart and able to anticipate and that's all scouting report type of things. And we didn't get to see that necessarily a whole lot in in game two, where Connecticut was able to just again take those turnovers and go out and convert them in the open court, and that that's when Alyssa Thomas is at her best. Shout out to Alyssa Thomas, first triple double in WNBA Finals history. That was a phenomenal performance. I feel like we don't have the sound clip, but when someone makes that much of a story, like when Chelsea Gray, if she wins Finals MVP and and sets this record, uh, Alyssa Thomas when she does that, we need like that in the movies when a ray of light just comes like out of the clouds and shines like, ah. you know, <clears throat> Connecticut was trying to um, do a lot of zone out of timeouts um, and just kind of really disrupt them. I think that Becky usually tries to draw something up in huddles when it comes out of timeouts or out of quarters. And so being able to keep them off balance, um, I think that way was just a really interesting adjustment that they were able to you that we were able to do. Um, but yeah, Dewana Botter on gray was huge. Um, that was a huge, I mean, her length and, and just what she was able to cause and to go back. I mean, you know, wait a second, a wait, 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 Rachel, you just dropped a gem and then kind of like scurried away. Can you like expand <laughs> on, from a coaching perspective for the listeners, like, look, Becky Hammond, one coach of the year. Um, she is exceptional at drawing up plays out of timeouts or ATOs and, what I want, like, explain to me what doing a zone does that helps benefit the defense when someone's drawing up elite plays. Like, what's the benefit of that versus trying to stick to a man or something? Well, you know, you you you, you know, it, it makes a team not be able to just find a rhythm, you know. And I think that Becky Hammond's really good at drawing things up in huddles, and and the Aces are phenomenal at going out and executing more more times than not. Um, so when you kind of become accustomed to a little, a few possessions of man and you're getting used to that, then you come out and you just spent the entire time out, um, drawing up a play against a man and then your opponents in a zone that really just throws you off. It, you, you start thinking more, you know, players kind of put the ball over their head and try and figure out, okay, well, how, okay, that we can't run what we wanted to run because yes, you can run some sets against a zone, but it, you can't run it the same way at all. Um, than when you're playing against man, you know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. depending on what the set is and what that looks like, it's just a completely different thing. And that has to be kind of talked about and discussed. So I thought that was a really cool um, nugget of information and <clears throat> thing that Connecticut was able to do just to keep them off balance. Um, but yeah, yeah, just a fun little fact, but all right, sorry, continue. No, I, I think that Connecticut as a whole, um, they were able to be disruptive defensively, but Dewana Bonner, you know, such an emotional, um, energetic player on both ends of the floor and like being able to contain Chelsea Gray and cause those frustrations and picking your poison. I mean, you know, Jackie Young is a phenomenal player. Someone's going to go off for Vegas. So who's that going to be? But when Jackie Young has 22, it's a hell of a lot different than Chelsea Gray having 22, in my opinion, in terms of energy and just what that looks like and that trickling down effect through the team. And that's not a knock on Jackie Young. I'm just saying the way Chelsea Gray is playing right now, being that conductor out there on the floor, I mean, you know, I, I, 
switch this around. Chelsea Gray has 22 and Jackie Young has 11. Is, is this a different game just in terms 100%. Because, no. Rachel, I think that's that's the level of expertise that we've seen from Chelsea Gray right now, which is she's she's hit that level that we see from the Candace Parkers, the Asia Wilsons, the Brianna Stewarts, lifting the level of play of everyone around her. Jackie Young, no, and this isn't like a, a rude comment, or Jackie no. Young doesn't do that yet. She's not at that point. So I felt really um, encouraged by Connecticut. Becky Hammond's quotes were fascinating about, you know, they just, they kicked our ass in every category. And if there was a, I forget if it was mental toughness category or toughness category, they would have won that too. So, Ooh. I mean, she didn't hold back and, you know, I'm it, sure everybody on Las Vegas would agree. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be really fascinating to see how this gets respond um, and gets pushed to a game four. I think if you're Connecticut at this point, it's one quarter at a time. You know, you, you're trying to win. You, you have to break it down into baby steps and small segments, and you can't look at the big picture. You know, you're just taking it step by step. Hey, we got to win that. We got to win the tip. We got to win the quarter. We got to win the half and just see what they can do. We know this team can can play really, really well together, but they have to defensively do what they do, at least well enough to be disruptive, but, like, offensively they can't be a no-show, and we already know that. We've talked about that plenty. Um, so I think I hope I hope for for Connecticut's sake and for the sake of this hopefully getting pushed to a game five, that 105 points you know was a bit of, a bit of a confidence boost and and helped some of those players you know like Dewana Bonner some of those others who had been struggling uh, to see the ball go through the net um, just just to breathe a sigh of relief a little bit. I mean let's just run it down. Atisha Heidman super important hitting three for three from three I believe uh, in games that that Natisha has hit three three-pointers they are like 11 and one she needs to be shooting she needs to continue that offensive flow five shots on the game uh Courtney Williams five for ten I mean everybody on this team besides Dijanae Carrington was shooting north of 50 percent like just a ridiculous output from this team Tawana Bonner eight for 15 six rebounds five assists like she like she's almost on triple double watch with her game. And then Alyssa Thomas with just an impeccable game, three turnovers. So I'll start with the negative, right? Then 16 points, a block, two steals, 11 assists, 15 rebounds, shooting eight of 14, just a, an impactful performance from Alyssa Thomas, John Quill Jones with 20 points, eight for 12. But I think the rebounding, have we talked about rebounding, Rachel? I mean, 38 to 24. And then Mm -hmm. the assists, Okay, 32 assists for Connecticut compared to Vegas's just 19. The the flow of Connecticut, the the rhythm, like it almost looked like actually I'm curious your thought on this. Kurt Miller always talks about the importance of um preparation, right? How film and and things like that are like so key for Connecticut and game planning and 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 studying tendencies and stuff like that. Obviously, it's the finals. They flew into Vegas like the the night that they finished game five in Chicago. This team is not, you know, has not had the the buildup that you would like that necessarily Vegas had. I'm curious for you. Does any of that play a part into why at game three, uh, Connecticut was able to have this output? What, do you think it's like, OK, we weren't able to get our film room preparation in, but now we've played two games against them in such a condensed period of time? that we know what they're doing, we're able uh, to play smarter as if we did get our film sessions in? Or do they actually get film sessions in? Or does it not matter? I'm I'm sure it's a little combination of everything. They're getting their film in one way or another. They're not spending a ton of time on the court 
you know, running through different plays and actions and things like that at this point of the season. Um, so yeah, I mean, there is a familiarity aspect. I think more than anything, it's just that sense of urgency when it comes down to Connecticut, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, sweet. you know, they weren't, they weren't going to be swept. They had too much pride. This team's too resilient. Uh, Rachel, real quick game four, who you got? Oh man. Um, <laughs> I would, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I think for the sake of, I think, I think we've seen Las Vegas get pissed off. Um, I think they're going to be really motivated after kind of getting smacked in the face in game three. Uh, so they're going to be prepared. I think they're going to be pissed. I think Asia Wilson was pissed. I think everyone across the team was not happy with their performance walking off the court. So we've seen this Las Vegas team be, be able to respond. We've also seen this Connecticut team, Connecticut Sun team, you know, figure out some things that are disruptive for Las Vegas. So from an adjustment standpoint, that's going to be interesting. Um, Connecticut back against the wall. They're still at home. Just for the sake of my wishful thinking, I'm going to go Connecticut by three in overtime and we're pushing a game five. I love it because unfortunately I will not be able to watch game four live. Yeah. And um, I mean, I'm just hoping that we can finish out the season watching together. There there you go. Well, if you enjoy watching WNBA, come hang out with the Windsider team on playback, a fun new way to watch the games with your friends and make new friends. The link is getplayback.com backslash room backslash Windsider Sunday. I believe it's 4 PM Eastern. Again, that's getplayback.com backslash room backslash Windsider. I'm going with Vegas, not because we like to go opposites, but because I know the basketball gods will not shine kindly onto me. Um, <laughs> and it will be two years in a row that game four is the end of the WNBA finals. And of course, I'm at a wedding that I can't miss, but I hope it's a fun game for everyone. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope uh, this season stays true and Rachel is right. And uh, I hope to be back for another playback, but join Rachel. And, uh, and some other Windsider staffers, team members who will be uh, parting it up. We got to go. Peace.